This week on Jesus Center Stage, we're back after battling COVID, and we're digging into Ephesians chapter 6. All right, here we go. Ooh, that was loud. Was that loud in your ears? What? When I said, okay, here we go. Oh, I thought you were talking about me chewing. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, it wasn't that loud, was it? No, no, it was loud. I might have to edit that out. I don't want to blow nobody's speakers up um, as they're listening. So, uh, but yeah, here we are back in the center stage studio. Um, finally. Finally. We've been gone. Yeah. Uh, not not literally gone, just gone no. from here. No. A little bit happened over the, over the weeks. We finally, um, after two plus years of the big pandemic, uh going around the world we finally both ended up with it uh so that that knocked us out for a week a week a good week yeah a uh, week to 10 days and and so we didn't have a uh podcast that week and uh so but here we are back this this time this week and um i'm looking forward to it it's it's late at night Yes. Yes. But earlier, our neighbor. Yeah, was still he was still mowing. Like I don't like our listeners who've been listening since like the very beginning. This has been a thing. Like every, and it, it it's not even if we don't do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like even if we don't record at the same time or the same day. Like there's so many times it's it's so funny because there's so many times our neighbor is mowing his his yard. Yeah. When yeah. we want to record, and I noticed go. earlier he was moaning. Yeah, but it was a different, different neighbor. It was. The was one, it? Yeah, the one back behind us here. Oh, to the. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't across the street. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, anyway, still neighbors still in their someone mowing. and their yards. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Besides COVID uh, hitting us, and just being you know pretty busy trying to catch back up on things that got behind there. Um, Something that hadn't happened to, well, it hadn't happened to me, I think the last time was be way back in 93, uh, was that we had storms come through and knocked our power off. And You haven't was, lost power since 93? No, I have lost power since 93. <laughs> Wait, However, what? I haven't lost it for numerous days. Oh. Um, uh, you know, Are since. you sure? I can't. I can't think of it ever being off more than maybe a few hours. Um, yeah. So, you know, of course, back in '93, it I was off being for without a power week or more. For days, and I probably wasn't even born then. You talking about yeah. April? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even here. Yeah. So you don't so, remember the blizzard no, of '93 that no, well? No, I wasn't. No, <laughs> I was not present and accounted for in that in that experience yeah. but i remember being without power like growing up years like for a couple of days yeah so i can't believe you've escaped that yeah the best i can remember I, it's like just been a few hours at a time but uh it brought on a set of challenges one you got to protect your food yes uh and of course you know we, we have a refrigerator and then we also have a deep freezer and um uh, yeah, so that became kind of a priority is uh, keep those things shut yes. until uh, we realized that the power wasn't coming back home and just in a few hours. And how, which, by the way, I kept saying, 
what are we going to do if the power doesn't come back on? What are we going to do if the power doesn't come back on? And mm-hmm. you're like, it'll be on. It'll be on in like every three hours. You're like, it'll be on. It's going to come mm-hmm. on. That's called, that's <laughs> called optimism. It was and, funny. Okay? And if you look around right now, the power is on. So I was correct. It was going to come back on. Right. And it's not even October. So yay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the other thing that was a challenge was figuring out how to cook on the week for the weekend because we had our uh, church celebration mm-hmm. this last weekend too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But here we are. We made it. Uh, we sweated. Thank a God whole for mother-in-laws. Lot. Yeah, yeah. We sweated <laughs> a whole lot because that that first night it was off. Uh, as you just said, I kept saying it'll be back on in a mm-hmm. minute. It'll be back on in a so minute. So we just opened the windows and toughed it out. Yeah. The next thing, you no, know, it was midnight. It wasn't back on. But then mm-hmm. it was too late to do anything. So. Um, we just uh, and it wasn't, sit there and sweated. It wasn't terrible because it was still raining outside. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't unbearable Friday night, but then mm-hmm. Saturday it got super hot. Yeah. So, anything else been going on before we get into our uh, our topic today? I got my internship. Oh. Y'all. Yeah. I so about that. you you what? How <laughs> <laughs> did you forget about that? I don't know. So. Any of you that know me, I have wanted to work at, volunteer at, do something do you need, at... you need to keep that name quiet? Why? I don't know. Is it a secret? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think it's a secret. Okay. Now you've got me worried. <laughs> Why would it be a secret? It did not take long for <laughs> me just, to get you worried. I don't know. you just like the way you asked me that. Anyways... This I particular wanted, ministry, yeah. I have wanted to be at Bethel Bible Village for several years, like ever since I even knew it existed. And God made connections, and I... Hang on. You wanted to be there before you knew it was existing. I said ever since I knew it existed, I wanted to be there. Oh, okay. If you would just listen. I should probably pay more attention. Yes. Anyways, um... For my degree that I'm working on with Liberty University, I have to do an internship. And God made the connections for me to be able to do that internship at Bethel Bible Village, of all places. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, super excited about that. And I get to start that next month, yeah, which seems, like, s- super close. <laughs> but, yeah, so far away because you want to hurry and get there. Yes, I do want to hurry and get there. But, like, I'm in the middle of two classes right now that are, like, over my head i feel like so it seems like it's gonna happen before i know it yeah and it probably will but but i also want these classes to be over so there's that you got that (laughs) and you don't got long left before you'll get your degree so yes there is that so a lot of exciting things happening there um well i'll tell you what we'll just go ahead and get to our topic uh today and and you you don't know what this is. I have no idea. Um, I hate but, when you do this to me. <laughs> but I I think in, in light of a lot of the things that are going on in the world uh, today, you know I don't um, know what those things are, no, right? You know they overturned Roe v. Wade. I did. Okay. I did know that because right. Facebook blew up in all kinds of horrible ways. Okay, so you know that you yeah. know that uh, there's an ongoing uh, for six years now an ongoing feud over the president and his policies and 
one side doesn't like the other and this side doesn't like the other. That's only been happening for six years? Well, it's really intensified. Uh, Oh. Back in 2016 and then in 2020, uh, we got a different president, but it also just brought on a whole new set of, uh, you know, criticisms and stuff Uh like that. So between those two things, and then, of course, there's so much else going on in the world. Uh, you've got the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, you've, we had riots all over the, the country there at one point in time. So, so many things. But tonight, um, uh, on, the, on the podcast here, what I'm going to present and, and just uh, kind of discuss, and, and as a listener, like we've, we've said many times, uh, you're welcome to comment, to send us a message. And uh, if you have any thoughts on anything we're talking about, but hold uh, on, Jasper's got something stuck to his foot. <laughs> He's struggling <laughs> down here. I was wondering what that sound was. Yeah, it's it a piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking so funny. I was like, "What in the world's wrong yeah, with him?" He had Get bumped into of- my. He bumped into my leg like four times, and I just thought. What? <laughs> I figured he was trying to jump up in your yeah. lap or something. He he had a piece of paper with a with tape on it stuck to his foot. Yeah. He was struggling so hard. <laughs> That's what Sorry. he gets for being nosy like he is. He Sorry, has to y'all. get up under here and see. <laughs> okay, but anyways, uh, with with all the, the things going on in the world and the contention and the, the strife in between, uh, you know, this group and that group and, and Republicans and Democrats and and all those things um the verse that or the verses i guess you could say but we find them in ephesians chapter 6 and it it starts in verse 11 it says put on the full armor of god so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil and then the verse i wanted to kind of focus on tonight is for and this is the nasb but it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And I just, I, I guess we'll start by asking you, in, in light of kind of what I've said there about our political situations, the Roe v. Wade situation, um, and what we've seen, you mentioned on Facebook, the the it just blew up, and one side is blasting the other. One side's and you know, nobody's being Christian about it. No, that's what gets that. Let me just step on this soapbox for a minute, and now get back down. Social media is a tool that we have the choice of how we use it. And I feel like as Christians, we have such a opportunity and such a responsibility to use it correctly. And I feel like we are very much in danger of hurting our witness, hurting the kingdom of God, and misrepresenting Jesus. Mm -hmm. When we get on social media with our opinions and our dogmatic mindsets and our we want the whole world to know what we think because our opinion is the most important one when we get on there with those attitudes it just we should be cautious we should be way more cautious 
than we are because you you have that's a platform you are standing on a stage with countless people scrolling and reading what are you telling them Mm -hmm. and it amazes me the number of times that you see someone make you know try to make their point but in making their point they do exactly what they're Complaining, complaining about somebody about. else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They'll 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 come on there, you know, to talk about some somebody that is being hateful. Uh-huh. But in their post, they, they call are these hateful. they call these people jerks and and other names yeah. that you, yeah. you shouldn't even be saying. And in pointing out that these people are hateful, uh-huh. in the meantime, they're being hateful. Exactly. Uh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like I know that that that's off topic, and that's not where we're headed. But I just I feel like that that's a caution that we need to be a lot more focused on mm-hmm. of of when we type out our venting. And I'm not saying it's wrong to vent, but I'm just saying Facebook might not be the best place for you to do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Because there there is a there is a world out there who needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm putting on Facebook actually showing Jesus? Yeah. Am I representing him? And an example of that would be in the Roe v. Wade. Um, when that got overturned, I seen a lot of Christians being very arrogant yes. about it. Yes. And if you're someone who's on the other side um, that doesn't and, and you're, well. you're upset, then instead of being able to have a conversation, um, you're upset again because of this post that's been mm-hmm. made that is, you know, from from a Christian person, but that person is saying, you know, basically in your face, we won, get over it kind yeah. of thing. And and a, as a as a Christian, that is not it, the the way that we're supposed to be. And and that does fall you you know, you were saying that this is not where we're going, but it does fall into what we're talking about here. And that one of the biggest divisions that I saw on Facebook about the Roe Roe versus Wade overturn thing, however you say that, anyways, they canceled it, Mm. um, was among church people. Mm -hmm. Like, there were one half of the church people saying, I'm doing my part, but y'all aren't doing enough. So if you're excited about this, then I'm going to need you to stand up and do something. And you have the other half of the church saying, this is what we've always done. We've always supported life. We've always, you know, like the the pregnancy centers and the adoption places, like this is what we do. This is what the church has always done. So there was division created over this thing that supposedly everybody's happy about in in Christianity. Yeah. That everybody's supposedly happy about. Supposed to be. Yes. So... Back to, I guess it isn't that very far off because that verse you read that we that we that we're not fighting against people, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but mm-hmm. even in the church, even among Christians who are supposed to know we don't fight against flesh and blood, they're supposed to know that that's what it says. They're creating division and getting offended at each other within the church, within the, and I'm not talking about like one specific location. I'm talking about the body. Yeah. Of Christ, the church, the and whole thing. And social media just makes that worse. Because yes. now you can reach around yes. the world. Which, it wouldn't have to make it worse. It could make it better. 
mm-hmm. but we're so full of ourselves that well, we just get out there and we start attacking individuals whose yeah. stories we do not know and making making a fool of ourselves yeah because we don't know how to keep our mouth shut i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like proverbs like some of us need to read proverbs again i'm just saying yeah there's a lot about this, keeping your mouth shut in proverbs th- this verse in itself I, I feel like is speaking directly about that and and why we are to keep from doing exactly what is being done as far as like you was just saying talking about one another and those kind of things well you're fighting the and wrong that, battle yeah you the, and that's that's one where where i'm going there is that this this verse speaks directly to that as treating one another with love with compassion with understanding and people think that if if we disagree on a topic then we're enemies that's just become the commonplace kind of thought is okay well this is a this person is a, you know on the blue side and this person's on the red side we have to hate each other yeah we can't be friends yeah this person yeah. it you know believes abortion is okay this person believes it's not okay they have to hate each other and and that's simply not the the case uh-huh. we we can we can have differences of opinions we can have you know differences of of thinking when it comes to spiritual aspects or uh, I mean, you, you could take this into atheism or agnosticism, those kinds of things. But the truth is, when we look at this scripture, it's telling us that w- that that principle of abortion is not it's not an issue of that individual, but we're fighting against wickedness and and things of darkness mm-hmm. that is influencing these things and is pushing these agendas uh, because they're they're against God but in doing so we hate the person we argue with the person we see people because on there screaming wanna, at the we person we want to prove right yeah like we all have that in us that we want to be right mm-hmm. and we want to I don't know how many like sometimes I just read comments for amusement purposes only because there's people out there who claim that they're better they claim that they're the bigger person and they'll they'll say these things in comments yeah you've been reading my facebook page they have to have (laughs) no not yours they have to have the last say yeah and i'm like you're you're completely contradicting your whole point here Mm -hmm. but a couple of things that came to mind when you were talking is one if someone you said if someone thinks that abortion is okay and someone doesn't that those people automatically have to be enemies but here's the thing if someone believes that abortion is okay even if it's circumstantial or if it's anytime it's okay or or however as christians we may not agree with that i feel like we should not agree with that because anyways but i'll just say like this as a christian my personal belief is I believe abortion is wrong. However, if I'm speaking to someone who believes abortion is okay, my, what's the word? Me being a jerk to them, me being hateful to them is not going to put 
any emphasis on life. Yeah. Because if I'm showing, I don't value theirs. Mm -hmm. So if I'm telling them they need to value all life, but I don't value theirs, then then I'm not I'm I'm digging a hole for myself. I'm not I'm not sharing the hope of the gospel. I'm not sharing why life is important because I'm just more concerned about being right and Winning about convincing the them to come over to my side yeah. without giving them any logical explanation or any biblical mm -hmm. explanation. And that's why I felt it was so wrong that I kept seeing people basically bragging that our side won and see, that's kind of another, thing. And, this and is, it's not, we're, we're all, you know, the Bible says we've all fallen short. And exactly. whether whether we're in a in a um, debate with someone over the Roe v. Wade or the Republican and Democrat or if someone is um, hateful, someone is is in an adulterous affair, those all fall under the same issue yeah. in that it's sin. And when when we when we start looking at the individual and saying, well, that person is this way or this person believes that way, and but then overlooking the other things because this Christian is hateful, this Christian is calling people names. But it's the same powers of darkness at work. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. We like it's, it's we shouldn't look at thing. the people. Period. Exactly. And, and and you think of the Great Commission is to go out to share the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus, right? Yes. So, and it's also what changes you from being under that power yeah. of darkness. So instead of me into something else, instead of me having a back and forth you're you know you're crazy you're you're wrong you're this and that and the other thing and never getting anywhere because we're talking about roe v wade or our political stuff would my time not be better to to actually do what i'm commanded to do what i'm what i'm commissioned gospel. to do and just share the gospel mm -hmm. you know and and that i think that's the best thing you you this person that we're talking to, let's say they they are pro-abortion. We're not pro. We're pro-life. But instead of engaging in that conversation mm -hmm. with the person, why not engage in in the conversation about Jesus? Why not the gospel, right. the good news that no matter which one of us is right, without Him we're both in a bad place. Right. So have that conversation, and, and that's how you fight. As you said, I'll go. That's what overcomes the darkness. It ain't me prove. I can make you, you know, I could go to to an abortion clinic, and and well, maybe not me because I'm not that great at the debating parts. But <laughs> but there's people that are very good at it. Yes. And they'll stand out there, and they can they can have someone they feeling yeah horrible they and can convicted talk circles around people yeah and mm -hmm. and and men a lot a lot of times women probably do leave the clinic and and not you know get the abortion that day or whatever it might be but at the same time they done it because someone made them feel bad but they're they're still not saved they're still not right. bound for heaven and therefore because you was focused on the person, and I'm not—I'm saying people obviously are important, and babies are important, so it's—it's it's okay to 
It's okay to address uh, to the address necessity. It. Yes, but that's you it. can't you can't leave out the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You you can't whether that woman goes in or don't go in. Jesus needs to be the topic of of exactly of everything that we're doing. Exactly. Um, the other thing I I was thinking that earlier when you were talking was what we're talking about that we fight against the the powers of darkness and not people. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good if we were reminded uh, that we were once under the powers of darkness. So I went to Ephesians chapter two and it says, "And you were dead in your trespasses and sins." in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Mm-hmm. So when we focus on trying to fight against that person or debate that person or be right in every argument, we're we're in 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 a way we're fighting against who we used to be we used to be that exact same way and i think sometimes we get so used to grace that we forget who we were before yeah and if we can remember without god without jesus i'm exactly as lost as anyone else and I have just as many sins or more on my record as anyone else without the grace of God, without God, without knowing Jesus, I am subject to the same powers of darkness that are that I see everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we if we lose sight of that, we lose our compassion for people and we lose our passion for souls. Yeah. And then it becomes more about being right than it does about sharing jesus mm-hmm. and yeah, so in if, very if few we can, times will you change someone's mind by arguing very few the, times the, the the facts of the the situation yes you know i, I like case the, in point you were you were listening to um i don't know who it was and i don't want to call out names because they i appreciate what they do mm-hmm. but they were debating Mm-hmm. with someone for like I felt like forever like 20 minutes at least and I felt like when the person that they were debating with walked away they had no concept of the gospel they did not know Jesus they did not know what Jesus did for them because the whole time the whole interaction was spent with debating on phil- philosophical things and evolution and just these these random heady mm-hmm. conversation topics. I think those things can be they can be valuable tools in the conversation. I feel like they can be, but they're I, I feel like they're not valuable without Jesus. Mm-hmm. If Nothing if is. the whole if the whole conversation if you have great success and you get them to consider your point of view, but you don't say Jesus, you don't mm-hmm. mention who he is and you don't share the gospel, then then you're there, there, what's what's left? Yeah. If you take out that I was once dead in my trespasses and sins, but when I was a sinner, Christ died for me. And this is what he can do for you because the same thing he did for me, he can do for you. If we leave that out, if mm-hmm. we leave out that we are all fallen short of the glory of God, which 
is another thing that's going around on Facebook right now that I had a soapbox before when it went around and now it's going around again. And I'm like, y'all, is that, is, is it's that little post that everybody keeps sharing. Y'all was going to parties when you were 15. I was headed to revival. We are not the same. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. We're exactly the same. And when we lose sight of that, we are the same. The only difference between me and the person without Jesus is Jesus. That's yeah. the only difference. And when we lose sight of that, we start fighting the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Because now it's me against another person instead of Jesus against the powers of darkness. Yeah. Exactly. And then we start using our words instead of time with him in prayer because he's the one that can change the hearts and he's the one that can save the souls. Mm-hmm. But instead of focusing on those things that actually make a difference, we just want to puff ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think we're in any way saying, you know, not to stand up for those things that that are good. Um, no, not and, at all. And, that's and, not, that's and not to the... fight against the things that are bad. But, you know, as I was saying in the beginning, Oftentimes, this turns into a person against a person, mm-hmm. and after a brief period of time, the topic is the secondary thing. They're just they're just trying to outdo one another, right? And and in doing so, nobody is being helped. Nobody's learning nothing, and sadly, for the most part, you just get an audience on Facebook reading the comments because. They're getting because more the and more ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, so that's what people love to see, the crash. That's why they go to races. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> so terrible. But you said it's not that we're saying don't take a stand. And it's not that at all, because the first verse you read was put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point of this is to be able to stand against the strategies of the enemy. But I think sometimes we label his strategies as those things in the in the government or those things in the culture and that oh that's the devil at work that's the devil's agenda but sometimes he's at work with the division that you're creating in the body of christ yeah that's also his strategy oh yeah that's also his that's a a great victory for him exactly that's what i'm saying but we we want to fight against people who don't believe like us Mm-hmm. But that is one of his strategies yeah. to create division. And so we're literally playing into his. We're not standing against his his devices when we're creating division. No, we're, we're, we're literally called, in his, puppets in yeah. his hands when we're, we do that. We're called to love one another. We're called to be a light in this world, mm-hmm. to be salt. Uh, and in that simply every bit of that comes back to. It's not profitable to get on social media or in in person even and have a a argument and a a time of tearing one another down to try to like as you said try to come out on top of this mm-hmm. situation. Uh, none of those things are being a light. None of them are being that salt. None of them are are being who we are called to be. And uh, but it's the simplest and the in the easiest thing for us to do because it's in our nature as sinners. Right. And um, we just need to be aware of that. 
I wanted to touch a little bit more on Ephesians 6 further down when it starts going through the armor of God and what it is, what, what Paul's talking about, about putting on the armor of God. And he's talking about things like truth, holding to what is true, personal integrity, holding to morals according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get out there and, and flaunt it or argue it or whatever to have personal integrity. That's just being consistently who you were supposed to be according to the scripture, no matter who's watching. And I promise you people are watching. You don't have to argue your point for people to know where you stand on the truth. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we've both had people to make random statements to us regarding something that yes, we do believe, but we've never had that conversation before. Because yeah. when they when they see you live a consistent life with the next part of the of the armor is righteousness, having an upright heart, having a heart that is born again, you're a new creature new creation in Christ. When people see that and you consistently live that life out, then they see that integrity. Yeah. And they see and those are the things you're not you're not flaunting it. You're not out there punching them or arguing with mm. them, but those things are how you stand because when when you have that consistency in your life, then I'm going to live according to the word of God and what Jesus says is what triumphs in my life. Those things are become evident and people know without your argument that you are standing and what you stand for. Yeah. And and it can be done with love. And, and then compassion right the next part of it humility. is humility is for your feet to be to have the gospel of peace mm-hmm. to be prepared to share the gospel like when you yeah. get ready to go somewhere you put on your shoes mm-hmm. you're you're prepared and you put on shoes depending on what you're going for you're not going to wear high heels when you're trying to hike down the canyon like it you know you yeah. You wear shoes in preparation for what you're doing. So we should put on the gospel in preparation for every interaction that we're going to have that day because this helps us stand. And it's not having an argument with someone, but it is standing. It's definitely standing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying earlier is we have to stand for for the things of God because if not, the world's just going to mm-hmm. crush them and, and do away with them, but it's it's not it's not a fight against the flesh and the blood. And you and you said preparation there a few times, um, and it just kind of made me think too that that we're we're told and called to be prepared to give give, give a, an, answer. an answer for for the hope Isn't that, that we first have. Peter? Um, I was thinking it was James, but it may be First Peter. But to, to give an, an answer for the hope that we have, and in doing so, it, it's, not, um, it's not an argument. If somebody wants to argue with me about one of these po- political issues or those things, and, and I talk about the, the reason that I have hope, the reason that the, you know, the resurrection and that there's there's more to life and those kinds of things, then where's the argument going to come from? So you know we're we're called to to do those things, but never called to hate a person 
or to hate, um, you know, a, a group of, of people just because of, of what they are on one side or the other. And, um, and it's hard to do sometimes, but that's what the Bible has given us to do. That's First Peter. I was just three verses too far down. Thinking of First Peter three eighteen, but it's First Peter three fifteen. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Yeah. So you can answer for what you believe. You can share what you believe with gentleness, gentleness and reverence, reverence. Yep. respect. Good yes. stuff. Good the stuff. other two things, I don't want to leave these out. The other two parts of the armor that Paul talks about is the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. And the, there's three, sorry. And the sword of the spirit. Yeah. Knowing, to me, the, the, this is something we should just dig into one day. But the helmet of salvation is that, to me, is that assurance of salvation. Your mind is, I am saved and because my mindset is I am a saved child of God, then that sets the tone for how I live and how I interact. Mm -hmm. Because it's what's keeping my mind focused and it's what's helping me make decisions is I'm making decision as a representation of God, of yeah. what he would desire. So all of these things, like that's taking a stand. If you make decisions based on your salvation, not, mm -hmm. to, ha not to be saved, but your salvation is foundational yeah. to how you make decisions. That's taking a stand for what is right without yeah, the we argument. Was, we was once against God. Right. Just like that that person on the other side of the aisle is against us. We was once against God, but he didn't he didn't argue and fight and call us names, but he was gentle and kind and and accepted us when we, you know, cried out for him. Right. So, but everything that we have read, uh, not not everything, most of what we have read tonight, most of this study has been in Ephesians chapter 6. So if you've been listening and you want to know more about that, go read that chapter. It's the, the armor of God chapter, but uh, it, it talks about this struggle and who it's against. So, um and do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. If, you're, if you feel like you're in there a fight hope. of any sort, whether it's with family or if it's just this world or this culture or your job or mm -hmm. whatever it may it may seem that you're in, do not be discouraged. No. And it, it may help sometimes just to turn off social media for a while. Yeah, that's what Keep I have to. Keep your podcast. Otherwise, out. I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say things that, that should not yeah, be said. I'm yeah. gonna be one of those people. Yeah, you're, it's easy to get drawn into it. So, but yeah, keep your podcast out so you can listen to Jesus Center Stage. And uh, until next time, keep Jesus Center Stage.